There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Can you hear the ground rumble? It's calling you in. Your darkest temptations and vilest of sin. For all that's divine, just a contract to sign. Come deep underground and your shift will begin. So break out the ball points and hit the caffeine. There's souls to condemn and clients to screen. Deep in the mine, you'll serve out your time. Far underground, in the sky machine. Black basalt walls, tattered banners scrawled with sickly runes, and rows upon rows of desks. Light floods the empty room from crooked candles and dim torches, and silence leaks from a heavy stone door set in the far wall, just slightly ajar. The door creaks open, and within, dozens of twisted figures crowd around a table stitched together from flayed skins, still screaming their last lament. Hushed voices speak with disbelief in a guttural language of cores and screams. Dark gods, he's actually doing it! One more to go, no one move! He's not gonna finish, there's no way! The gnarled fingers of a demon are poised in the air, delicately wrapped around two cards held in a pyramid. A bead of sweat rolls from Switchblade's quaffed mane to the bridge of his nose. He leans over the table, holding his breath, and with all the care of a mother tucking in her child, he places the cards atop the tower. Everyone holds for a moment, watching the card pyramid teeter as it finds balance. The demon underneath the tower twitches in his sleep and it sways, first one way and then the next. Hardy bites the tip of one of his claws. Come on, please, Daddy needs this. Clive, the slumbering demon stretched out on the table, lays still, and all fifteen levels of the tower stop swaying. The entire office roars. Switchblade is tossed into the air as his co-workers cheer. Neil is reaching for a bottle of champagne when the door to the break room is slammed open. What in hell is this? Manager Raxatrix stands, all five of her fists clenched, green smoke issuing from her snout. I leave for five minutes and you start acting like children. These are the minds of chaos, not some funhouse for you to practice your party tricks. I can't believe you're wasting company time. Is that Administrator Spinekeeper? Clive sits bolt upright, the card tower collapsing on his head. What? Yes, I'm here. 
He looks down at the cards surrounding him, some dampened by the pool of slobber he'd made. He turns to Switchblade. How many levels? Fifteen. Nice, bro! Clive high-fives Switchblade and the two dozen demons of the office cheer again. The champagne cork bounces around the room and Neil starts pouring skull chalices for everyone. Raxatrix sighs and walks out of the room. Artie and Harrison sit either side of a jagged basalt altar, each playing Minesweeper on their old Lennox monitors. Nah, but she was totally looking at me. Artie chortles and clicks a bomb. Crap. In your dreams, she was checking out the Upper Devils behind us. We were invisible, Harrison says. A skin-wrapped folder slams down on the table. Raxatrix looms over both of them. I need three copies of these documents on my desk. Do it now or someone gets eaten. She glides away and the two turn to each other. Pitchfork tail horns? Artie suggests. Harrison pulls pitchfork but Artie pulls horns. Aw, oh, come on, I did it last time. Hey, I don't make the rules. Plus, I have important work to be doing. He starts a new game of Minesweeper as Harrison snatches up the documents. The printer was a short walk away, but it still left him puffed. He saw that the marble sarcophagus was not alone at the end of the hall, but the panel on its side was being used by an 18-foot-tall Thresh demon. Harrison recognized her from around the office. Banu Maglicott had the highest numbers of anyone who wasn't a greater devil. Oh gods, he thinks. What could I say to seem cool? Hey, baby, you come here often? No, that's stupid. I'll just... Print is jammed, she says without looking at him. Ah, oh, crumbs, he says before he can catch himself. She raises a horned eyebrow. I guess someone's gonna go down to IT then. I'll go. His voice pops as he says it. She chuckles. <laughs> it's not far. I've got it. Why don't we both go? Make a thing of it. His words were not delivered with the confidence they required. She looks at him for the first time. Suit yourself. Down in the winding caverns below the office building, they find the spiked brass doors labelled IT. The room beyond is a fetid cavern hung with rusted blades. Several demons armoured in wrought iron are holding chains wrapped around a lashing beast that drips green ichor. On its head, like a jaunty hat, is a Wi-Fi router. A short demon in a cable-knit sweater spots Harrison as he enters. He waves the sizzling brand he holds in one hand. Harrison! Hey, buddy! It's been so long, dude! How's it hanging? The beast spits black bile at his wrought iron shield, but he hardly notices. Oh, hey, Sean. How are things? Pretty good. Haven't seen you at the LAN parties in a while. Level 50 raid coming up this weekend. You free? Oh, <laughs> that sounds... Yeah, that sounds awesome, but I have this... thing. He glances to Banu Maglicott, who is staring down the router beast. M maybe next time. Actually, I'm here for work stuff. The printer on 7th is busted, and we... I was hoping... No can do, child of darkness. Got issues with all the routers in the building. Plus, Beelzebub's riding my ass about this system update. 
There's a whole line waiting. Well, that's fine, I, I understand. It's just that I have these documents that my boss needs copied and... There's no corner cutting, my man. We run a strict ship down here. Unless... He raises all three of his shoulders. You know of a certain paladin free this weekend for conquest of the Blood Lords? Banu Maglicot was wrestling with the router beast now, trying to shove its head into an amethyst-encrusted manacle. I really can't. I just have so much work piled up. That's fine, man. I guess those documents can wait, and I'm sure we'll survive fine without you. Harrison grimaced. Okay, yeah, fine. I'll be there. Radical, my guy. And don't forget snacks. Gotta feed the beast if you know what I'm saying. He laughs like someone lazily pumping bellows. Thanks, Sean. See ya. Harrison gives a meek wave as Sean plunges the brand into the screaming creature's scales. Banu Maglicot releases the beast and dusts her hands on her tunic. The router thrashes wildly, its clubbed tail tossing a smaller demon out a window into the caverns below. All sorted? Uh, uh, yeah, easy. They'll have it fixed ASAP. He smiles at her, but she's already halfway back to the elevator. Inside, Banu Maglicot gives a gold coin to the operator and they begin to ascend. That was awkward, she says in a matter-of-fact tone. Yeah, Sean's a hell of a guy. Your character isn't high enough level for that raid, right? Oh, how did you... I have an alt account you can use if they need a paladin. She holds out a stone tablet engraved with screaming faces, all glowing putrid green. Give me your details, I'll send you my login. Thank you, you really don't have to... Don't mention it. She stares straight ahead, as if discerning something hidden on a clouded mountaintop. He taps his name onto the runes and hands back the tablet. The loud clunking of the elevator does little to drown out the silence between them. So... What are those documents, anyway? Banu Maglicot asks. Harrison looks down to the folder in his hands, still freshly dripping with blood. Oh, they're, um... He slips the folder open. It's a firing report. Effective today for, a. Uh... In jagged black glyphs with perfect lettering was the name Banu Maglicot the Bone Churner. For no one. They're firing no one? Well... She turns to him, frowning. Let me see. Uh, I don't know if that's... He had already handed it over. She remained frowning, but impassive, scanning every inch of the folder. Misuse of company resources. Signed Administrator Clive Spikekeeper. Gods, I'm so sorry, Banu Maglicot. This is a terrible way to hear. At least you're high-ranking. You can get another job easy someplace else. Maybe the pits of Bahuna hiring. She looks him dead in the eye for the first time. You haven't been here long, have you? Harrison purses his lips and shakes his head. Demotion would be okay. I can work my way back up. 
But if I get fired, then I'll return to the screaming soul pond I was tortured in for another thousand years. And I'll lose dental coverage. I had no idea. That is so terrible and... Wait, did you say Administrator Clive? Harrison pushes the office doors open with as much might as he can muster. He hopes that they slam open and draw all eyes to him and Banu Maglakot, but she still has to push them a bit to get through. He slams the files with a squelch onto Raxatrix's desk, sending her macchiato flying onto Artie. I've got your number, Raxatrix Ice Spikes! Harrison had heard this line back when he was mortal and had always wanted to use it. What are you playing at, underling? It's what you've been playing at that is what's important. Banu Maglakot was making direct eye contact with the ceiling. This is not a metaphor, but is still representative of her embarrassment. Raxatrix sighs. This is a firing report, Harrison. I don't know why it's on my desk. Well, that's just the thing. This is a fake report. Harrison looks to Artie, who gasps dramatically. Explain? Raxatrix's mouths were set in unimpressed lines. He flips the report open and points to the final line. Read this, please. <sighs> By the authority of the depths of the nether court, in the name of its dark sanctitude, the greater thresh devil, Banu Maglakot the Bone Churner, will be fired forthwith on the grounds of the misuse of company resources. Signed Administrator Clive Spinekeeper. What's your point, Harrison? Administrator Clive. He looks to Artie, who gasps again with markedly less enthusiasm. All work in the office had ceased, and eyes beyond count were on him. For twenty years I've worked under Mr. Spinekeeper, and for twenty years he has consistently forgotten his rank. He has no clue that he's an administrator. On memos, he just signs his name Clive. If you've been good, he draws a little man skating, says Artie. The office mumbles assent. I never get a little man, Switchblade sighs from his desk. Raxatrix pushes back her chair and rises to her full height. Although shorter than Banu Maglakot, she stands twice as tall as Harrison. Twelve thousand painstaking years. For millennia, I have served diligently to uphold the laws of perdition. And now some insolent rat is questioning me because he has the hearts for an upper fiend. She's been siphoning souls to an offshore account in the fifth layer, Harrison. But the signature? Administrator Spinekeeper hasn't signed a document for 4,000 years. Unless it pertains to a bachelor watch party he's hosting the following weekend. Harrison, his brows pitched like a tent, looks from Raxatrix, her eyes trailing smoke, to Banu Maglakot, who holds the exact expression one makes when it was in fact them who had pooped in the pool. Whoops, she says. The silence in the room takes its time meandering from demon to demon. Harrison opens his mouth to speak when the door to Clive's office thuds open. He stumbles in, holding a yogurt cup in each of his hands. Whoa! 
What's with the energy in here? Lighten up, guys. Oh, unless someone died. That sucks, dude. Rexatrix smiles thinly. Administrator, perhaps you can help with this situation. Who signs all of your documents? Clive chuckles. <laughs> well, not me. It, it's you, isn't it? Or am I mixing you up with my other assistant? With bridled fury, she turns back to Harrison. And this demon here, Banu Maglicot, you ordered her fired, yes? Oh, hey Banu. Yeah, man, you gotta chill it on the soul stealing. Wouldn't have noticed if I hadn't tried to buy a mini fridge for all my yogurts. Now she smiles with full menace. I think that settles it then. She flicks a hand towards Banu Maglicot. You can go. Harrison turns to leave, but feels a powerful hand grip his shoulder. Not you, underling. We have business to attend to. Harrison stands knee-deep in green ichor. The iron armor he wears is rusted and ill-fitting, and stained with the stench of sweat. And so that's when the Warlock of Shadathar said I was the one to lead the Crusade of Darkness. And I was like, no way, man. I'm an elf of Tirithel, and your dark magic has no effect on me. Gave me like 2,000 XP for that one choice, dude. I got to level 30 in one night. It was awesome. What's your left? Sean points to a HDMI shark leaping out of the Ica. Harrison ducks and it bites off the arm of a nearby demon. Man, I can't wait for you to see the new setup. All HD monitors and surround sound. Gonna be so sick. He keeps talking, but the words fall on deaf ears. Harrison takes a deep breath of squalid air, hefts a bundle of cable in one arm, and squelches on through the tunnels that wind their way through the bowels of the Mines of Chaos. Okay, so I'm going first. Okay, world building time, let's go. Let's do it. Okay, so this is an idea for a civilization. Ooh. The idea did come from somewhere, but it was like a good year ago or something that I discovered, so I've got no idea where it's from now. But it was some kind of quote talking about um, how we only know what has been and can never predict what's going to happen. So I thought of a race of people that only know what is going to happen and forget their past. Oh, that's really cool. And I just want to know what kind of civilization would adapt from that kind of species. So they can't record the past at all? Well... Or they can't comprehend maybe it? Maybe they can record the past. Maybe mm. that, that'd that be... They, but it's imperfect, some... right? Yeah, because, yeah. well, as soon as anything happens, you forget it. Yeah. So you only know what's going to happen. That's and really interesting. It, it'd take, I think... I haven't thought too much about it because I'd want to do it here. Yeah. Um, but I thought it could be interesting to explore, yeah, how that kind of type of civilization would work. Because, like, I, yeah, I don't know. It would just be really 
interesting. Like, you wouldn't know how old you were. You were always... Com- I think it'd take out an element of fear. No one would be afraid because you always know what's going to happen. Well, they, no they, one's going to die. I mean, oh God, I want to discuss it now, but we can get into, if we choose it, we can get into that mm-hmm. that, that question later. But I was, I was just going to say, like, there would be certain, there would be limitations on that. Like, you'd know the present. You'd know, like, well, I'm alive and can breathe and mm-hmm. know I have, like, a job. I don't know, yeah. like, like you, I, I am part of a culture. I know, uh, I know I am going to go to work today and this is what yeah, I'm going to do, you can so you see, just go and do it. Exactly, yeah. So it, it would sort of be like a rigmarole. It sounds like a curse. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, like, sound great because I, no. I imagine very complacent people that are because they're just following what they know they are going to do man that sounds like a cool D adventure for like your party to happen Break upon it. yeah happen upon a town or like the Shadowfell sort of acts like this mm. um and and to have to interact with that and be like wow this is weird sort of like the thank you fly sort of like the um uh, 11th hour in is your phone not on silent it's it's work but uh, okay terrible it's it's like a movie. It's movie rules. Just okay, destroy it. Just throw your you phone. You know, right? We are sitting right by a window. I hope you put in a sound effect with a smashing sound. I, I did. Oh, good. I That's my addition. I'm done. Let me just... I'm going to just throw my phone. Don't mind me. Oh, you actually did. You yeah. madman. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> that is a cool idea for a civilization. Thank you. And... Uh, it's it's one of those ideas that I'm like, because we, we talk about like lowering the scope of the world, yeah. which should be cool, which sort of ties into an idea that I have. I wasn't sure which I for, and I wasn't sure which ones I was going to bring. But um, this was semi inspired by. I haven't seen. I know nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's called Lighthouse, the new movie with um, uh, Willem Dafoe. Is it Willem Dafoe and um, Robert Pattinson or someone along those lines? One of the Willem Dafoe-like humans. Okay. And Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's just the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't... But I find I, this movie's interesting. Though. Yeah. So I wanted to do a world where it was two people. Mm-hmm. Like, because we always have, you know, these concepts where uh, it's very broad. But what if we just isolated where it, it's like a tiny space? Or the space could be enormous, but there are only two people in this world. Yeah. And then we can mess around with the reason, like... Were they cut off from the rest of humanity? Are they, you know, dead and in limbo? Uh, did they get left behind? What are they doing? What are they trying to do? That's cool, I, yeah. I, I, I thought that would be a really interesting idea to, like, isolate it down to this. It could be very grim mm. um, sort of um, dynamic between these two characters. And that could be one of the, you know, for the story, we could just both play each of the characters, which would be interesting be if cool. we wanted to do that yeah. again, like the first episode. Mm. Yeah, that was that was an idea that I had that I nice. thought was was um, strange and different. Yeah, it reminds me of um, a movie I watched on Netflix once, which I've forgotten the name of, but it had um, Christian Stewart in it and some guy. <laughs> um, but it was good. It was like sci-fi, uh, like a sci-fi romance, but it was good. Hell yeah! Yeah, um, it wasn't Zathura. No, oh, I, don't, Z- I don't know. Zathura is the sci-fi Jumanji that she was in when she was young. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's mm. really bad. No. I don't know. I liked it, but anyway. Oh, uh, not. I don't know what you're talking about, but mm. anyway, my idea. Yes. My idea is another small one, mm-hmm. which is good because I kind of wanted to start narrowing the scope a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, because I think we can. Well, 
we'll exhaust ourselves if we do yes. too many big worlds and mm. they will all feel a bit samey. Yeah, I agree. Um, my idea is actually inspired by something that happened in one of my D, uh, D&D campaigns. Mm. It's not one I run, it's one I play in. Right. Um, which is pretty much... I want to follow a light-hearted, happy adventure between a skeleton or zombie and their ghost. So it's technically one person, oh, but the two different physical entities. That's really interesting. There's, um... Oh, gee. There's there's a... Is that in... Um... C-Team as well? I always bring up C-Team. I just love it so much. Maybe it's not... I think there's a character that is a skeleton called Proust, and then mm. his ghost is there as well. But then there's also... I'm trying to remember, because there's also a lich involved in there who lost his phylactery to Proust the skeleton. He's a French skeleton. That's his whole character. Mm. Only likes to, to bone down. Um, uh, he's great. Um, that's such an interesting, cool idea. I mean, yeah. we could do the we story of it. Yeah, but I feel like they're different tones because yeah, it's, it's very funny yeah. to have the experience of, oh, no, it's in, um, maybe it's in uh, Magic Tavern. Hello from the Magic Tavern, which is another amazing podcast where they have a skeleton and their ghost. They definitely have skeletons as like the, the idea of that they have dungeons in mm. this, in Hello from the Magic Tavern that skeletons just work at. It's like their cool. day job, which is also a joke in um, Taz Graduation now that I think Travis got from um, uh, Magic Tavern because he loves Magic Tavern and was on it a few times. He plays cool. um, Chester Trunkborn, who's a mimic. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, um, but uh, in this D&D campaign that I played, uh, we had a we have a ghost friend with us. Her name's Mega, and she's just wonderful. Aww. And I love her very much. Wait, her name is Mega. Maga. Mega. 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 M a g a. M a y g a. Oh, thank Mega. God! I was like, oh no! What? Make America Great Again! Oh, <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, oh I was. Maga? Like, like, ooh. No. Okay. No, Mega. Okay. She, um, she's very cool. Um, in this story, her skeleton seems to be just like what is left of her physical form that it can walk around and stuff, but mm. it's not, doesn't have its own sentience. Right. But I think it'd be cool if they if had, like, well, yeah, because if, even if se- they're completely different, the way that I think of undeath is mm. that you'd make a facsimile soul yeah. out of magic and then put it in the thing. And mm. usually they're very basic and simple, mm. um, and can't do high thinking stuff yeah but um and it's the same with actually a, a ghost is is a, another facsimile soul because like you're it's not really your soul because it's like broken and, and different that's yeah. why ghosts, ghosts are like violent and not sentient mm-hmm. but i don't know it'd be very interesting to have this person it's like well it's i mean it's my body now you know yeah, yeah that's cool okay would you may i do yes go my, ahead. my second one i think the best one for me to do is an idea i have called the minds of chaos Ooh, fun. Which um, was inspired by, uh, there's a suburb in Newcastle called Rathmines mm-hmm. that I think is the funniest name ever because mm-hmm. it's so metal. It is. And I was like, Rathmines. I've never thought about it like that. It's but... so like, oh, it's so brutal. And I was like, it's not W-R, it's just R-A-T-H, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh God, it'd be so cool to do like a Rathmines, a, a story about the mines. And I was like, oh, what about... Some of my favorite shows, um, uh, Ugly Americans is this show where it's set in America, except it's, it's based around the DOI, the Department of Integration like, mm-hmm. or Immigration, whatever it is. Um, but in a magical realm where okay. America, like a couple of years ago, became in, came in contact with the magical realm. Mm-hmm. So it's about like, 
you know, the main character is it's just a dude called Chris, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just a normal guy. But then his co-worker is Leonard the Wizard. And nice. uh, he's immortal. And mm. uh, the, it's, it's just very, like, strange. So the Minds of Chaos is a business world like the office where they deal with office stuff but it is set in hell and oh, it does cool. deal with demons and <laughs> like that that's that's my idea for mm. the world it's just demons and it's it's everyday issues for demons it's none of the oh, like fighting nice. big evil stuff it's just like oh man gotta get my accounts in <laughs> i've got to get enough whippings oh. to fill the quota and you know collect the soul counter and i i just feel like that would be a lot of fun mm. um so that was a, an idea that i had inspired by a suburb nice yeah you've oh. taught me to draw inspiration from everywhere yeah mm. yeah that's a good one okay now which now we've got to decide on on four very different but very cool ideas um i don't know what's your instinct I really want to do the Minds of Chaos. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards. Yeah, I think it would be a lot of fun. Um, Although, wait, run me through. Let's go through all of them again. We've got um, Skeleton and Ghost. Skeleton and Ghost. We've got uh, Minds of Chaos. We've got two people isolated. Two people, and then we've got um, the time. The the the, the, the time time prediction. Like memory reversal. I want to do that one. Mm. At some point, it's definitely going on the list of mm. resurgent ones. And the the two skeletons one, I feel like we could just write a story about that. Yeah. Like, we don't need to do a world building yeah. about that, but we should definitely write that story. Mm. I think it would be very cool. Be cool, yeah. Although I think, yeah, along the same line, both of that one both that one, and the, the two isolated people one would just be very interesting to have resurgent characters because we don't really have a world yeah. about resurgent characters yet. Mm. But... I don't know. I'm leaning towards Minds of Chaos. Yeah, me too. you could convince me otherwise. No, no. I, that was my yes, instinct. Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah. Okay. To quote Brennan Lee Mulligan. <laughs> Alrighty. We've got half an hour. Let's get down to it. Oh my it. god. Okay. So, um, I, I don't even know where to start. So, it's called the Minds of Chaos. So, I think they're in a mine in mm-hmm. hell. And they mine, like, you know, it's, it's like Soulstone or something. Mm-hmm. It's, there's some sort of, it is a business and they... Are performing a quota and it's led by like a duke of hell who is this crazy i think this is gonna be fun because we just get to make characters really i want to have somewhere in there beelzebub and everyone just yes. calls him b yes absolutely <laughs> and he's like the the accounts manager or mm-hmm. something um there's this cute like <laughs> this uh like androgynous demon who wears lots of yellow yeah yeah because it'll be oh my god it's like so the the black and white stripes thing is that because of the it's like no i just like them i just it's purely coincidental yeah i swear i i just it's my favorite my mom bought me this sweater and i love it so much okay yeah it's just gonna be an exercise in making characters oh cool um i'm gonna start making a list of characters yes good idea so we've definitely got Beelzebub. I think it's it's there's like a Duke of Hell who's in charge. Um, oh yeah. So if you have if, if no one's seen Ugly Americans, it's just fantastic, um, and they and they should. It's very weird, and um, uh, a lot of the characters are very colorful. They're all bad people. Is sort of the idea, and I feel like this is the kind of like. Do we want to? Okay, so there's also another inspiration for this was um, uh, Escape from the Blood Keep, which is College Humor's Dimension 20 mm-hmm. D&D show, uh, one of their side quests, which is a short series. I think they filmed it in like two sittings, which is crazy because it's like 12 episodes or something. Damn. Oh, no, it's like 10 episodes. It's, it's long. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, it's it follows the villains of basically like Lord of the Rings. It's mm-hmm. like the plot of Lord of the Rings in this world, but different so that they can't get sued. Um, and it follows the villains trying to uh, retrieve the crown, which is the ring. Yeah, of course. And uh, uh, save the Dark Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's very fun because they are evil, but also they just work together. Oh, cool! Like they are, they're just like like funny sort of like co-workers who deal with. What the hell is that? I just caught a fly with my hand. What? And that was. That was what? Yeah, did you not know that I'm a ninja? That was the wildest thing I've ever seen. You like just fall on, snatched out in the air in one swipe, and just like yeeted it over your shoulder. Yeah, I just threw it. Because they learn, you know. You pick them up, you throw them, and they're like, okay. <laughs> and if you kill them, it makes flies harder to kill. I'm sorry, I've blown your mind with how powerful I am. <laughs> I don't. Okay, I'm just gonna push that to the back of my mind. I'll, and I'll deal, deal with, with that, that later. <laughs> that I'll repress that. It'll pop up in my dreams at some point. But <sighs> <laughs> I'm glad that you properly fear me, as you should. So I think the boss of the the Minds of Chaos mm-hmm. is this um, super powerful demon. They're mm-hmm. like like uh, four horns and wreathed in flames, but like a terrible boss, like really um lax and lazy gets by on the fact that his dad is you know nice. like second hand to satan or whatever mm-hmm. um lucifer's golf buddy yeah um and is just like super chill and like a real waste of time i feel like this is essentially we're writing a sitcom world which is sort oh, of yeah. an idea that i had mm. but then i was like it's too close to reality yeah but um like what sort of problems do they deal with because in these in these shows like the office as well mm. they're not actually dealing with the problems of um the business mm. you know like uh, in the IT crowd mm. another favorite show of mine we never know what the company does no i don't think we should ever know no um they're working in an office it, yep, in a mine yep. and that's all you need to know exactly and they talk about like stocks and they they say these things but I, without ever mentioning exactly what I, it is and i think the things they mention are very wildly different like yes. they talk about they're like, oh, we've got to go to IT because we've got the big thing, and it's and then and then mm-hmm. it's talking about like, I guess there there would Talk be about stuff stocks and yeah. product and yeah. it's just just all really varying. Yeah, there, there would be some spe- specific stuff like slaves mm-hmm. because it is hell oh, and they, they are all evil slaves, and terrible. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there would be like definite stuff like, oh, we need more slaves to get that done. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's a good character. Is just like some the intern who is a human slave who's been there for like two weeks mm-hmm. and is just coming to terms with everything all the horrible stuff but everyone else is just really chill he's just really chill I just treat him nice yeah <laughs> he's just a dude and it's like well you better get down you gotta get your, your hourly whipping and he's like what <laughs> oh god and they're like it's not that bad buddy you have an immortal soul so it doesn't actually mean anything <laughs> I am gonna type so you'll probably hear typing in the background but I think I need to get this down yeah absolutely so we've got the intern whose name is like Gary. Yeah, Gary or Derek. Like, yeah. I, the Gary is good. I think we both listened to that episode. Wait, was that, was that just me? What were you talking about? I was listening to an episode of Mabim Bam and they used Derek in like all of the questions as the name of Oh, them. really? That oh was just a really weird coincidence. They always then. use my name. They always use Dylan and it freaks me out. Mm-hmm. when Because often it's it's when they're like jokingly yelling at someone. Yeah. And they're like, Dylan. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm stop. Sorry. I've actually tweeted at them being like, can you guys stop it? It freaks me out. <laughs> No one replied, of course. Of course. 
Um, his name is Gary. His name is Gary, and he's great. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Jeez, uh, what are the other archetypes? The I mean, interns are always good. Mm-hmm. The like business go getter, who's actually like the reason that everything's getting done. Probably yeah, the, the, the Amy Santiago. Yeah, I was going to say an effective woman. Mm-hmm. Um, oh wow, yeah, that's a good. Um, and ooh, jeez like a big nerd character Mm -hmm. but they are like a snake person Mm -hmm. that has that is made of snakes it's just like a bunch of snakes in a trench coat and they are like big old snake nerd yeah way into numbers and Mm -hmm. kind of the what is his name dwight i haven't seen the office because i'm not basic (laughs) i haven't seen it either but just because i don't watch anything yeah you watch stargate on repeat. Yes. Yeah. Stargate and Doctor Who. Yeah. That's the only things I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm getting you into Avatar finally. Yes, I have started watching it. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Okay. Oh, geez. This is... It's an interesting challenge because it's so different to all the other worlds that we've done that yes. it's like, how do we pin down specifics? And okay. I, I think a lot of the world comes from plot. The, yeah. Then I think we need to think more about the lore of like demon law that they've been yes. dealing with and yes. stuff like this person I've been trying to get them to sign a contract for weeks yes. and they're just yeah th- so they're trying to yes like incubus yes succubi and incubi mm-hmm. um and they're probably dealing with other oh other rival businesses mm-hmm. would be huge and people who are trying to this ineffective ineffectual boss they're trying to like out the fact that he is useless. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's probably that that very effective Amy Santiago style character that we've created who we need to give a name to. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she should have like a Migrafros, like yeah. a real actual nice. demon name. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Where everyone else is just really yeah. chill human. Yeah, names. like like yeah, Clive. Um, whereas she's like the divine betrayer and like has all of these extra names the and boss she- is named clive now. yes absolutely uh, clive oh my god i've just remembered the name of um uh the i can't remember uh, his first name but their last names are, I, I don't want to say it on the podcast because it's a bad word in there okay but it's oh god ugly americans is so wild mm-hmm. um okay yeah clive is the boss there's another rival company mm-hmm. oh should we name the company that they're yes. at and it needs to be super vague but somehow very specific at the same time yes so the, it's in the minds of chaos i can't hear your puns mind your own business that's that's i mean it's good <laughs> i think that they would have that oh, is that their slogan yeah they would have that yeah mind that's your... the that's the company's slogan but they're called like something incorporated or something limited and I think it needs to be something where the ink shortened at the end makes it some kind of word. Like, That's... it needs to be a word that ends in ink. There aren't many of those. It could be something that ends in ing and it's close. Mm, yeah. Mm. This feels like a crude humour kind of... A little bit, yeah. Yeah. My first thought was, like, Writhing Pain Incorporated or something. Just along those lines. I mean, I think it'll come to us. But there is this rival business that is full of sassy jerks mm-hmm. who are constantly trying to undermine the vultures. Them. Exactly. I um, think their business is called like what, like Vulture Skull. Mm. Mm. Vulture Skull Incorporated. <laughs> Vulture Skull Limited. Yeah. 
and they're all like very well dressed and efficient mm-hmm. and they they all look the same like eerily similar or like black suits and yellow ties yeah. and they have an angel that works for them but mm-hmm. who paints their fa- their skin red and mm-hmm. insists that they're a demon and it's like yes, very clearly an angel that. and it, they walk in and that like trumpet sound and they and have like 30 all eyes the demons start crying yeah exactly and it's like they're like oh, oh hey carl and carl is like beware i am a demon that's so good. Carl with a K. Yes. And it's short for, like, Ranu Carl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I don't even know how to begin to spell that. Ranu Carl Riel. It has to have a Riel in the end. Like, it can't be written in English. A Riel and Gabriel. If you try to write it down, you're, you're, yeah, you burn. Your hands catch on fire. <laughs> <laughs> the pencil explodes. Yes. Like, yeah. Okay, that's great. Like splinters go into your eyes. What are the other stereotype characters that fit in this i mean we could have like a bad boy jake peralta style this is kind of becoming an au uh, yeah i'm even thinking just just like a bad boy always wears leather jackets and shoes on toothpicks and hangs out at the water cooler doesn't do they even work here just always by the water cooler what do you this this efficient character tries to like catch them out and Mm. be like well you haven't finished your quota and it's like no i'm actually way ahead of everyone uh, else it's like how <laughs> when you don't even have a desk yeah but... do you work here <laughs> okay that's great what, what what's the name i, I want to say like lenny or something Lenny's good yeah or um like they're not Chaz. I, but... as you probably picked up i like names that are just like things yeah like most of my characters are just things yeah like i've got cat characters that are like sahara mm. and trinket yeah and yeah just uh, just things. good english words mm. just good words maybe he just gets called like um uh not what's what's the word um a switchblade or something like that because he is just a he was like a 1950s gangster and then he died and then he died and, and went to hell and now he's just still exactly the he just same especially got, got a switchblade like lodged in his chest like yes he's doing a that's how it. no that's how he died yeah yeah and it's still part of it and he's got like five mouths and 30 eyes but also mm-hmm. like greaseback hair and sideburns yes oh that's so good yeah, and there's they perpetually smoke coming out of his mouth, but oh not God. that he's ever smoking. Yeah, just, you can't. It just, he yeah. just, it just happens. Oh, that's so good because definitely in hell you can't please the things that you want to do. No. You can't like if you have a desire to smoke, then cigarettes aren't there. But mm-hmm. if you hate smoking, then you have to breathe cigarette yeah. smoke. You know, it's it's all terrible stuff. <sighs> okay, that's fun. I like him as mm-hmm. a character. He's good. Is there like a cheeky prankster who's like a little gremlin sort Something of... Something that crawls along the ceiling. Yes, and absolutely. And like drops things onto people's desks. And his name is Dennis. We have too many male characters. We yeah. need to diversify. I think our little goblin should be beyond gender. Yes, absolutely. And their name is like Grelch. <laughs> I like that. Or something along this like... Um... Can it just be like straight up a monkey? Can we just have straight it's... up a monkey in there? Are monkeys actually demons secretly in this world? Yes. <laughs> something along those lines? Mm-hmm. Okay, um, cool. Well, um... Giraffes are definitely demons. Yes. So can we just have a giraffe that just pokes its head in the window occasionally? Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's like there isn't ground out there. We're Where are you? we're in a mine. Yeah. <laughs> Why do we? We don't have windows. windows. <laughs> yeah, it pokes its head. That's the cool scenery anyway. though. I think it's like a volcano sort of mountain that has like office buildings rising up out of the top but then if you go down inside it's all hollowed out on the inside and there are these like glowing red crystals and flames and laser beams that shoot you okay i've made a new character who is a big 
pot plant kind of that just shoots laser beams at everyone right. oh. and that's their job nice i love it like aubrey too but yes wild. but but shoots lasers out I of love these it. crimson crystalline eyes what are they called <sighs> matilda God, I'm just imagining the office party. It sounds like so much fun. I want to be there. Yeah. When you don't meet your quota, the volcano like erupts your desk out of the building. Is the volcano a character also? Yes, the That's volcano so is the fifth character. Can <laughs> <laughs> that good sex in the city reference in there? Even seen it. Any of it. No, no one has. I've just listened to all of the worst idea of all time. The volcano is the is it just it's just the minds of chaos right like they just refer to the minds of chaos as a character it doesn't mm -hmm. it maybe it has like a name like in um uh the scary volcano in mm -hmm. uh uh escape from the blood cube is called like it's something along those lines and it's amazing brennan remembers it and says it every time but it's, it translates to the scary volcano oh nice um, mount doom which isn't actually its real name it's just mm -hmm. what people call it, it has mm -hmm. another name that i don't remember right now Want some kind of ghost or something like that that possesses office equipment? Oh, I like Mostly that. the printer. Yes. So it never works. That's why the printer never works, because of the... Because <laughs> of the poltergeist the... that comes... And it occasionally just, like, spits ink in your face. Yeah. Which is normal. Yeah, it's that's, fine. That's what printers do. And they're... Oh, maybe they're, like, a foppish... Like, a... A lady-in-waiting sort of, like, mm -hmm. old, old... Uh, and they hate technology. Yes. <laughs> like a, a Luddite from mm. the 1800s. Nice. Someone who used to picket um, Nikola Tesla's whole deal. Mm -hmm. That's cool. That's Yeah, that's good. Yeah, we should think of like when these people died and then introduce them as characters. Yeah, that's cool. Um, the uh, Oh, a caveman character? That's literally what I was just thinking. Yeah, I th that's always... Because like no one ever talks about how humans throughout history would become ghosts and that the place should be riddled with caveman ghosts who have unfinished i mean they it didn't is... i think the macros talked about this because they don't have any unfinished business yes that is true yeah but um maybe this caveman was a workaholic that never had any work to do and so now he's just literally been in this office for thousands of years and he is the most efficient worker because he just gets it yeah he's this sort of like whole... the he doesn't really say a lot no. and no one knows really what his deal is no one pays attention to mm -hmm. him but he is just a cave his name's like Krug, Ugg, yeah, like Mug or something. He's got a mug on his desk. It's Mug. It's Mug. It's mug. mug the caveman demon who does have like a thousand tails or something because mm -hmm. they are all incomprehensibly terrifying. Oh yes, and like of different sizes and stuff. But it's just not important. No. You know they have good like HR is great. <gasps> HR representatives. Oh, yes. uh, like um, just like a chill eighties, like hippie mm. woman who we she sold her soul for some reason so that's why she's in hell but she is very sweet and nice her name is samantha yeah um samantha and it's like it's like penny whittle or something oh, i was gonna say like a petal blossom yeah we got the we got the vibe we get, we get it penny petal penny petal that's cute Samantha Pennypetal, and she just has like big round glasses and uh scythes for hands yeah yeah that's fantastic. Oh, I love her. Yeah. Um, and she's just uh, constantly, you know, moving around the office and dealing I with. Oh, some kind of like. I want a union, but they're completely incomprehensible. They all look. They're, they're just like a shadow. And it's they called. All look the it's same. called the union, and the it's union. like, oh, we have to go and talk to the union about this, and it's just like, yeah, a shadowy cloaked sort of yeah, like, series of entities. I, oh. 
I don't think my boss has been... Uh, you know, good. Oh, Your right. boss will be dealt with. And they like raise <laughs> okay. a, a ghastly hand and you're like, no, it's fine, I'm don't fine. worry. I'm really good. I, you know, you the contract is writ. <laughs> you, you don't even need to communicate them. They know. Yeah. They know. They already know. They know before you know. They know before it happens. Oh, I love the union. <laughs> the union. <laughs> oh man, you're not a part of the union? No, no, you already are a part of the you union. You are a part of the, we union. Are all the union. Occasionally, someone is just consumed by the union. <laughs> and that's just part of the deal. Contracts, I think, are a big thing. It's always like you have mm. someone who's really into the contracts. So it's probably the, the nerdy character that we mentioned earlier mm-hmm. who's really into Because contract law is a huge thing with devils. Mm-hmm. These are all devils, if we talk about it from a D&D perspective. They're like lawful evil. Yeah. Um, God, that's so much fun. <sighs> And then there's probably oh like a security guard character or That's something. Nice. Yeah, but they don't they're not necessary per se. He completely always talks about how he used to like bounce for all the best clubs and now he's here. Yeah, and... exactly. He's like, Oh, and I don't have a whole job to do mm-hmm. because it's like no this is we're hell. not we're yeah. not under threat. What are yeah. you doing here? If, and he's yeah. like, I know, I wish I could leave. What's the point of even being here? He's like, We don't we didn't hire it. What are you doing? Yeah. I, uh, we're fine. Like, yeah. really. There's just, like, quota that they have to meet. Occasionally, adventurous, adventurous turn up, and he mm-hmm. has to just, like, press a button, and mm-hmm. the, the flame dogs get released. Yep. The office. Oh, an they office pet. Sacrifice for the union. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the union accepts their, their psyche. Yeah. An office pet. Yes. It's like a salamander mm. dragon. Oh, I'm picturing, um... Is it Detention High? Detention... That that show that used to be on ABC Three. I have was, no idea. That was real good. I have no idea. I need to watch that again. What you're talking it was about? Like, I don't know. It was some kids, kids next door. No, it was, detention was definitely the title. Um, mm. a, a cartoon about a kid that was uh, put in detention for a year for pulling a giant prank on their high school. And, wow. But it was like a massive conspiracy. Oh. And it was real good. Yeah, that sounds good. It was great. I, I can't um, believe I was. A religious ABC three fan, and I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh no, you would know it. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, their school mascot was like this giant salamander thing, but it was just a real like giant dragon esque salamander that just wandered the school, and everyone was just cool with it. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. (laughs) There is a fire Drake. Yeah, that's it. And it's it's the office pet that like every week someone different has to take it home and look after it. (laughs) And it hoards all the Cheetos. Oh my god, yeah, the break room, but it's like. Horrible, and there are like people chained to the walls, yeah. screaming. But the, the, yeah, there's the water cooler with sli- with them. Um, yeah, exactly. Is, oh, just, oh, thank God. I'd love to just get away from it. All. Ah! I'd love to just get away from it all. You know, I think I'm going out to the fire pits this weekend. Oh God, help um, me! Gonna bring the wife and kids, and we're just gonna, you know, go throw a ball around, and it's gonna be really lovely. And my dad has a little place, a little cabin out there. This is such a fun, fun break away from the oh, norm. yes. I want to stick with this story and follow it along. So what sort of st- stories... I guess it'll just be like an... like an, Literally, we should what, like think about the plot of an episode of like the IT crowd or The Office or yeah, something. Yeah, totally. And then just do yeah. that 
but with devils in yeah. hell. Can we totally just take an episode from like Brooklyn Nine Nine? Yeah. Or, or well, Brooklyn Nine Nine is very specifically like cop stuff. So, but there, there are some conflicts in there. That I mean, would they work. could be a cop office. You don't know. Yeah. Oh well, they. I guess they do go out, and it's like, well, we got to go get those souls. You know, mm-hmm. we got to get out there. So, yeah. uh, they, they're like the equivalent of beat cops who go out into into the prime material plane. Yeah. This like fantasy realm of event. Oh no, it is just Earth, right? It is just yeah, this. Just it's straight up Earth, um, and go and like get souls and be a crossroads demon this and... is an idea but what if i don't know maybe this is even just a completely separate idea that we could use another day yeah but of them using like all the big old sewer systems that have been abandoned like i'm thinking i don't know war of the worlds comes to mind and when they're talking about mo- building a city in the sewers i don't know why that put up that's just that a cool out, idea but... yeah yeah that's just yeah. a straight up awesome idea that you yeah. should keep. I want to do a mole city world now. Mole city world. Yeah, that's cool. Mm. I like this world. Yeah, me this too. Is good. It's really fun. I feel like yeah, this is 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 there something that we're missing that we should be talking about? Because a lot of it will just be like the story, which people have already heard. I, I'd like to bring some like actual demon lore into yes, it. Yes, like, absolutely. We talked like about that crossroads yeah, and crossroads. different types of well, demons. Okay, the, the, here is how the devils work. Right, they need souls to live. Mm. That's what they eat. So yeah. the the world is the, the the devil world is about uh this is a cool Brennan idea Brennan Lee Mulligan talks about like devils and it sort of made me understand devils in D and D as like way cooler than demons because demons are about destruction and death mm. whereas devil it's like I'm just here to present you with the possibility of being bad but the choice is yours and then when mm. you make that choice I get to own your soul mm. um, I'm just here to be like like they talk to one of the characters dads who is um a devil mm-hmm. um gothalax the insatiable um and he's about gluttony and like presenting people with being insatiable yeah and doing things to the extremes but he doesn't make them do that he yeah. just it's not like around people around him people go crazy he just says like why don't you just have another one mm. it's like that's a good idea right yeah i've got all of these they're free they're mm. for you and then it's up for, up to people to make those choices oh, cool. so it's it's very lawful they have to abide by rules you can't control people's minds you can't force people to do it it's still evil and bad but it's not that's cool i I do like that this is also giving me vibes of marceline's dad from adventure time yes 100 percent. what's his name um see he's just like the night king or something he's got a name oh jeff i don't know i don't remember (laughs) jeff is definitely the dad of um clive the um Mm -hmm. the boss the useless boss and jeff is he's like jeff the um uh the world eater or something and he's a, a renowned like there's there's a big like not a portrait but like a um what's the a fresco mm-hmm. in the uh, in the main lobby which is this horrifying like iron spiked there's this huge fresco of jeff the world eater holding nice. like i don't know the pope in his hand and like <laughs> And it's not, it's, I don't want to say, this isn't Christian hell. No, it's, which just, really, it's just the real one. It's just, yeah, it's it's like, they don't care, they don't really mind about mm. the religion as- no, aspect. It's just, it's just like... We're just demons. Yeah. And we have a business to run. Exactly. Oh, I love Jeff. Jeff the world dominator. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah, we, we've got, we've got to, yeah, delve into to demon or devil lore, whatever they're called. Fiend lore. Fiend lore is called cool. Fiend. Yeah. Mm. Like uh, it, there's like a, it's a hierarchy based mm. and people are always moving up the hierarchy and their form changes as they get more powerful and accrue more souls 
do we have like a Satan Lucifer figure? Yeah, but he's the character you never see. Exactly, he's he's a very neutral sort of mm. unknowable shadow of the the, and he's the ultimate business they just person. Throw him but... to, like the big guy up top. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or downstairs. The, the big guy downstairs. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And there's not necessarily like a god or a figure or something, but there is some sort of like good mm. because there are angels or yeah. or celestial entities. Mm. Um, and then there is the real world and it's a constant, it's a constant battle inside of hell trying to move up the ranks, but also against like the angels who are trying to do the opposite of that. Mm. We could tell stories about like these demons going to earth and being like, Hey, um, can be, can be bad if you want. Mm. Um, and then dealing with angels being like, Hey, this is our turf. We have it booked. Mm -hmm. You know, we have los angeles booked. we've rented this place exactly three months ago yeah we had this set out in, in the last deposit. millennium it's like well you didn't turn up i turned up first and that's how the rules work oh and there's like a neutral group who does the adjudicating purgatory. yes the purgatory people who are just like very gray bland hi welcome to purgatory but they are like the most powerful mm. because oh, they can 100%. settle the disputes yeah i like that that's what makes it a business as opposed to a battle yeah is that there is a more powerful force enforcing yeah. neutrality mm. like that's that. cool I like the purgatory people now that's yeah. what they're called the, pu the purgatory people. they all look the same yeah I but like that idea of a force that's they're all uniform they all have a, a uniform purpose and that is nothing yeah they're, they're all about keeping things Balanced. not anything yeah not keeping anything. it keeping they, they it are the equilibrium exactly and they're very good at it yes um, maybe there's uh, one of the purgatory people who was really bad at it mm -hmm. who got demoted to hell mm, and works like at the that. office now and it's just like a really it's like sad neutral yeah. like they're like oh but they're kind of happier than they used to be because yeah. they get to do whatever they want now just, just perpetually confused yeah and they're quite good at their job yeah. now and they weren't before but it's it's still a very confusing situation and they don't have a name they're just like the purgatory person yeah yeah um mm. but they're a little sad <laughs> I like that character. Uh, I like the idea that the people's like, yeah, I guess, I guess they're pretty cool. I mean, mm. they kind of a shift or two for me, which yep. is nice. I mean, they don't speak. They don't say anything or... ever. I don't know if they have interests. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I don't really know if they're alive, but I mean, yeah. they seem cool. I That's guess. great. Is there like an office? Brought, brought Antec biscuits to the staff party. I mean, <laughs> that, that does it for me. God, that's so Australian. Um, I like yeah, they're yes. delicious. My friend in Belgium loves them. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, th I, there's definitely like a lot of succubi and incubi mm. who are really good at the active aspect of the job of like getting yeah. out and bringing souls mm -hmm. in. But like everyone hates them at the office because it's like, oh, they never do their paperwork yeah. and I always have to do I it for them. like the idea of the succubi and incubi, not um, maybe not solely as a sexual thing, like it totally yeah. can be, but they're, they're just the... Um, the, um, they're the sin producers. So they're like introduce people to the sin producers. Yes. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what I was talking about before of just like introducing them to a concept, being like, hey, you can follow this if you yeah. want. That's sort of the job of a succubus. Yeah, is mm. but it's like people just think of it as a specific. Do you know the word like... succubi and incubi mean? It's not like man or woman. It's like one who it's it's it means top or bottom essentially. It's one yeah. who lies above and one mm. who lies below, or sits above and lies below, mm -hmm. um, which is really interesting. Yeah, it's so, a double sub. Yeah, so it's I guess that would be whether they 
are very like overt or covert like about the good cop or the bad cop. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. And they work in teams of two, they do. and yes. they go out into the world and try to trick people. And can we write? Where would you write a story about that? About like a buddy cop. That's cool. Story. Yeah. That it's it's and definitely they're best friends. Yeah, it's definitely one of the things that comes out in this world. One of them has a lot of relationship troubles, and the other one's always trying to help them out. Oh, that's good. <sighs> I think this is good. I'm happy with yeah, this. Yeah, I'm happy with this. Like, nice we've, job. we've got a lot of characters and we've got a lot of possibility and it'll all come out in the story. Brilliant. Brilliant. Cool. See you in 10 seconds then. See you in, yeah, 10 weeks, whatever, however long it takes us. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Welcome to the Sky Machine, a collective world-winning podcast about dynamic, fantastical, and concise storytelling. I think that's... Wow. That's very well done. No, I I hesitated for a second in there. It was dramatic pausing. I love part three because we can just chill the heck out. Yeah. Yeah. And we are both in that zone. It's funny. It just always seems to happen that when we get to part three we're both super <laughs> sleepy yeah it's not like we do it all in one day so it's like oh the end of we the don't day. have any tea oh my god pause 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 the podcast i'm not i'm not gonna stand up yeah and i've got iced tea in the fridge anyway it's cooling well, down can't so get your iced tea. it's not gonna be ready yet it's gonna be in there for like at least three or four hours no way probably probably that's interesting mm-hmm. yeah we're we're just chilling yep yep this episode oh Hi, I'm Alice. It's my friend Jasper here. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, ah, uh, I'm fine. We're straight chilling. This episode was interrupted in the in the production, pushed back like a week or so, just by uni and life and mm-hmm. doing things. Yeah. Um, but you know, we like to get things as like we don't want to rush them out. Yeah. And we, I think this was an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the first time that I I don't know about you, but I've ever written something trying to be funny. I've always thought about stuff. I've always thought like hmm, I could write a comedy I could series. Be funny if yeah, I wanted if to. I wanted to write, I just don't want to be funny. I've always had this theory that at one point in my life I will be I will man a um sitcom for two seasons and it'll be the and then i'll leave and then they'll get a new writer in and it'll be the best two seasons of that show ever and everyone will always say you know after the second season that show got really bad and Mm -hmm. it's because i was the writer that's always been my theory it's just gonna happen okay but i've never tried i've always like imagined writing comedy shows and stuff as well Mm -hmm. um because i used to really like comedy shows when i was i was younger but yeah like like stand-up sets yeah nice um so it was it was interesting to work on thank god you're here god oh yeah that show oh my god that was such a good show that's so good years and i can't find any of it on youtube i can find like no way yeah it's disappointing really that would would that sounds like that i don't know oh surely they do like re it's on like it's gotta be like a channel 10 probably has it up there or something if they don't they should they should because i would watch that oh my god yeah, that's like because I watched like um, uh, what's it called the um Big Fat Quiz? Have you watched Big Fat Quiz? It's the British one that they do. 
they, they do it yearly and then they do specials where they just get celebrities on and then they ask them things about like the year there's big fat quiz of the year big fat quiz of the decade big fat quiz of the 90s big fat quiz of the oh, ooze and cool. stuff yeah and so i generally watch it if richard iwadi or north fielding or something are on it also i just watch it when it comes out um and like there are tons of like clip compilations of that and like eight out of ten cats and all the mm. other british shows and it seems like that would be the perfect show to have in youtube compilations yeah but totally very surprising that it's not mm. anyway well anyway that was a nice yeah detour yeah we made a we made a, a fun world this time that's very different to the rest yeah. of them mm-hmm. it was the the world building was interesting because we really just made characters mm-hmm. and like there wasn't a huge amount to pin down with the yeah, world yeah no it was a lot more of a narrower scope yeah which was good i think it's good i think we wanted to explore that a little bit more yeah yeah maybe we should try and do that in the future mm. yeah um cool that sounds good yeah mm. um i have a, a it's not really a tip but just a thing yeah. um that has popped up a few times over the last week or so for me um which is just telling a nice little concise story mm. because in um i ran a session of our regular game the other day and this st- session was just a nice little enclosed yeah. adventure yeah. we just literally then finished watching an episode of stargate it was the third one in the first season of atlantis mm-hmm. um and it's just a nice concise, concise little story like the start of the this is something that i've been trying to run my sessions under the ethos of like i, I rewatched my i did my twice a year watch of avatar um the other day and every you know it's it's in those shows it's like every episode is part of a larger thread but is its own little thing and that's what that episode of stargate was it's like they it started off the episode and they just they already you know they were like hey here's the problem we're halfway through the problem right now Mm -hmm. and you've got to solve it by the end of the episode yes and that sort of storytelling is i don't know i've been trying to do that more in my D &D games Mm. um although doing it halfway through a campaign is hard because my players yeah. are already used to my style of like yeah do what you want yeah. so like i tried to do it last session i tried to be like okay so i'm gonna just like like move you through to the next like an npc literally told them like hey here's what you should go and do yeah to further your needs mm-hmm. and they went awesome we're gonna go to a doctor yeah <laughs> and we're gonna get medical tests they did mm-hmm. um dragonborn went to the the doctor and was like hey look at me am i is there something wrong with me <laughs> It's very fun. Complete detail. Wonderful. Yeah, exactly. And then they got to like my second dot point by the end of the session. It was Mm -hmm. like awesome. Brilliant. We had fun anyway. Okay, well, that's good at least. That's what matters. But yeah, that's that's a good point is um, trying to to tell a small, concise problem. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think it can be tough because certainly that's not really how I intended it to go in that session. Really? I I was thinking of just cutting it out altogether. Because I'm super keen to get to the next part. Yeah, it is um, hard. I mean, I, I had that actually the mm-hmm. other day, a, a while ago, I ran that session where the party was just traveling from one place to another. And I had the idea like two days before that I was like, before the session ran, I was like, oh, what if they did a cool thing mm-hmm. with like pirates? And yeah. I made a whole interaction out of it. It was just one session. But, yeah. Yeah. I think most of it kind of developed because it wasn't super pre-planned yes i yes one of my characters who plays a changeling approached me and said i want to be put in a situation where my character will be forced to change her form Mm. so i thought oh god um how's that gonna yeah either she'll be sick and have to change bodies but we've seen that before Mm. so i'm gonna put her in a situation where she's wanted Mm. and so to evade the law she'd need to change her face yeah 
um, you guys ended up avoiding that outcome. Yeah, well, our <laughs> logic was like, well, we've been seen with her, so if she changes her face, we can't do that. Mm. Well, one of us can. The two of us can't do that. Yes. Um, so it's not really on the cards mm. um, and it was really fun I always enjoy most throwing a puzzle at my players that doesn't have a solution yeah it's it's just like hey here's the situation you're in solve it yeah no uh, I literally like a, a complex door with no key mm. and then they're like hmm what if we like blow up the thing from the inside and then it does that and I'm like yeah totally alright sure yeah. yeah no I, I was under the impression that um she would go, okay, well, I need to distract one of the guards to walk away yeah. and then take the other one's form yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And she was like, just, no, I'm just, just going to sit here. Like, well, okay, this city fine. feels like part of, it feels like, not like home yet, but it feels like the seat of a lot of mm. our our problems and things like that. So I yeah. think that what going through all of our minds was, we can't mess this up. Yeah. You know, like... And also, we were innocent. Yeah. And we knew it. And we were like, we can prove this. Yeah. And it ended up being such a good session because of that. It was so oh, much fun. Oh, cool. Thank you. It was, a, it was a lot of fun. That's good. Is that most of the, the full yeah, thought there? Yeah, I think so. Because my thing is something that I put up on the Discord and people may not have seen. Um, Matt Colville is a famous dungeon master and wonderful man. Um, and he put out a video recently called Leading a Creative Life. It only has 68,000 views, which is crazy. It should have many, many more compared to his other videos, like uh, his running the game videos. I mean, one recently has 165,000. This is, in my opinion, one of his best videos. Oh, cool. And he makes amazing, amazing good videos. He's just talking about like his main ethos. And I think it's a similar idea for why we wanted to do this podcast. He made his YouTube channel because he wanted people to run D&D. Yeah. He's like, a lot of people are playing and not enough people are running. Yeah. And I think that it's easier than people assume. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a lot more fun, a lot more rewarding. Yes. And so he talks about in this video, he's like, step one was getting you interested. Step two was, was like admitting to you. Uh, step one was telling you that it's, it's um, easier than it appears. Step two is telling you that it's life-changing. Mm -hmm. And he's essentially saying that if you decide to become a dungeon master or do anything similar to that you are deciding to lead a creative life and he talks about how in our society we have uh this idea that people who want to be creative think that they're better than other people in that they believe that their ideas are have more value um than other people's ideas um and thus they are bad and so he's talking about how it's like it's there's no shame in thinking that you're good yeah and he's, he talks about how a lot of people see him as like a an egotistic jerk mm. who is really up himself and how he's like i am constantly telling you that my way is not the, the only way and not necessarily the best yeah. way um, and he really does say it so much. Mm. It's like annoying. Yeah. Um, but it's so funny that even though he says it so much, people still look at him and go, oh, look at this guy. He thinks he's king shit of his mountain. Mm. Um, and it's just a fantastic video. It's, I finished it and I was like, damn, yeah. that's so inspiring. <laughs> I like posted it everywhere. I was like, this is so good. Oh, awesome. So definitely go and look at Matt Colville's Leading a Creative Life video. It's on the Discord, but just Google it. Brilliant. And yeah, it's, I don't know, inspiring. He's really good at, like, crystallizing his thoughts. It's like, everything I was watching, I was like, oh, I agree with this so much. And he's put it 
in the perfect words. Oh, awesome. And he reads it really well. Like there's like moments in there where, and it, it, this happens a lot in his videos and he's not an actor or anything. It just genuinely looks like he's about to cry a little bit. Oh. And he's this beautiful, like a very handsome stoic man. Mm. And then he's just like deep voiced. And then there's just like a little bit of tear in the eye and you're like, Oh, <laughs> Matthew, <laughs> my boy. It's great. Very good. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, no, I need to watch it. I don't know if I have. I'll show you right now. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Sure. Sounds good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think that just about does us. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's that's most of everything covered. Um, if you enjoyed this, what's uh, oh Dale Kingsmill, the Australian YouTuber, her her, her sign off phrase. She's a D and D YouTuber. Is um, that's all from me. Email this to your grandmother. And I feel like we oh. need something like this. Yeah, like, like kiss your dad square on the lips. Yes, exactly. But not that. But not that. <laughs> Although I do love. I forget about it every time I finish an episode of my Bib and then it yeah. comes up and I'm like, like oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Or it's not even a weird sentence to me anymore. No, no, it's just because yeah. your dad's square on the lips. Mm -hmm. um, That's just... We need to come up with something like that that has the same idea of share this with your friends. Mm. L listen along with other people. I think it'll happen. It's something you can't force. I'm sh that was me that's my touching my nose as in oh I remembered a thing. Oh, okay, go ahead. Um, we had a, a friend of the show maker or in the process of making a fan thingy yes oh my god it was so amazing yeah um, i could cry i i don't know if like it i'm sure when they finish we'll be able to show it to people but they're making this like little wood carving thingy and it's it's so incredible it's so good. it was so weird and i talked about this with a few people who who like you, you and i i mm. saw it on my instagram just like on the stories thing i saw it and went my my mind was like that's our logo so i was very i was like i'm used to seeing this logo so i like scrolled past it and went hang on <laughs> i didn't upload this <laughs> i'm a social media person <laughs> and it was so confusing oh. but um amazingly inspiring yes oh, uh, it, yeah it blows my mind mind blowing it's so cool mind blowing also i'm thinking of having a go at repainting our logo like i'm yes. gonna keep the design the same because i like it mm. Um, just touch it up. Just, just doing a nice, pretty drawing of it somehow. Yeah. Like I don't know what color scheme to go. I don't know. Just an idea just that's an floating idea. around in my head. Do it. Anyway, it was lovely chatting with you. Yes. Um, I'll see you all next episode. Yes, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.